0: Welcome to the Dash in Between podcast, a place where we get to share God's stories, revelations, and wisdom from hard life lessons that we've gained while walking with Jesus as a single parent. Being a single parent is hard, but with Jesus, we are not alone and everything is possible. Hi, my name is V and I am your host. I pray that today's episode helps and blesses you somehow today. I've seen you move, you move the mountains and i believe i'll see you do it again you made a way when there was no way and i believe i'll see you do it again those lyrics describes our court journey after we fled the girl's father i had to face the scary and hard truth i knew that i had to find a lawyer and get full custody of the girls they couldn't go back to him hiding and disappearing off the face of the earth was not an option My advisor at the time had submitted my name to the law school, and after a phone interview and a paperwork process that happened in person, our case got accepted. Yay! We were assigned an intern, and finally something was going to happen. Finally, I was going to be able to get full custody of the girls and not worry. But crickets. Four months, I never got a call from the intern. I was worried that their father would find out where we were at and that he would show up and pick him up because legally he was still their father and had 50 50 custody. And so that fear was always there school, church. I was in constant fear. Months creep by and I gained the courage to finally follow up with the law school. Yes, gained the courage because I was afraid of the law school getting mad at me for reaching out. Now, my mental health and my check with reality was a little skewed, but we'll go more on the symptoms of complex PTSD in a later episode. Well, it turns out that my assigned intern had long graduated and my file got overlooked and lost for months. The staff lawyer told me the name of our new intern and that he would be reaching out in a couple of days. I went and Googled the name and the person I found was a hot-headed person who left scathing reviews and my heart sank. I needed someone who cares Someone who had a heart to hear our situation, not someone who would blow up and get angry and mess up the whole custody. But God told me that he chose this man and that I had to trust him. So I talked to Dale on the phone. I went to the law school where he interviewed me and it was a blur from there. I remembered the girl's father being served a TPO, a temporary protective order. I remember that first hearing where I literally shook with fear. Our case was bad enough that I was escorted by two Texas Rangers and was kept in the judge's chamber until it was time for the hearing. Yeah, it was that bad. It was the first time seeing our abuser since we fled a year earlier. I don't remember much after that. It was a blur. Court dates, hearings, extensions, ex partes, all the legal jargon that I had to learn what it meant to understand what was going on. Days of being grilled in questions and shut down by the quote-unquote best paternal lawyer in the county. The fear of the uncertainty of how this associate judge might rule. His track record was unpredictable. There were so many voices. The voices of the lawyers. The voices of the judge. The voices of my little girls. The voices of the enemy. I was a shell. I had lost a lot of weight. And mentally, emotionally, and physically, I was exhausted. All I had was God. I hung on to his promises and survived because he surrounded me with an army who prayed for us ceaselessly, friends who took care of my children, a friend who bought me juice plus capsules encouraged me to take them, and the hugs and giggles of my little girls was all I looked forward to after getting home from court. I truly believe that I survived on those things alone. Well, we won the protective order. We were protected legally and he couldn't come close to us for two years. But then I learned what appeals meant. I learned that appeals meant going back to court and doing it again. Our case didn't have much to present except my story of what we lived through There were no bruises, no hospital records, no gunshots, no police records, nothing tangible that the judge usually looked for. What we did have was a CPS report that fell in our favor, and the rest was God and the gift of Dale. Our intern lawyer, who just happens to be a grandfather to a little girl, who is between the ages of my girls. He spent thousands of hours on our case, unlimited access to all my emails, all the bank statements, all the cloud photos, all the text messages on my cell phone, all the voicemails. Anything I had was in a digital form because we had fled with the clothes on our backs. Thank you, Lord, for backing up all those 50,000 photos that I had taken on my phone onto a cloud. Dale had found evidence of everything I had said and had put them all in two or three, three three-inch binders of screenshots, photos, and had them all labeled with numbers. He had built a picture for the judge to see what our life was like. The control, the anger, the drug abuse, the pictures of the burner phones, the pictures of the firearms, the weapons, the stockpile of ammo throughout our house. It was all there because of Dale's hard work. It was all put together in one spot. Our case eventually got appealed out of the associate judge's court and into the district judge's court. Again, more questions, more time on the stand. I had to reopen wounds and recall memories and answer the battery of questions from the opposing lawyers while watching the girl's father sit in front of me and twist that bottle cap onto his water bottle, knowing that his anger towards me was building. His lawyer did a good job of making me feel like I was at fault and that I was the bad guy. I couldn't stop shaking. It was a bad nightmare that never seemed to end. There were times where I had to tune out my ex's voice. My lawyers would be asking him questions, and I had to hum worship music to tune out to what was being said and the sound of his voice. Just hearing any of that would trigger me into a vegetable like state. I couldn't think or form any thoughts. The Lord's prayer was on repeat in my mind. I let that prayer wash over me and replace what was happening around me. There was also a lot of quiet space where it was silent in that courtroom. Times where the judge and the lawyers would deliberate. They would disappear behind the doors for a long time and I had to sit in silence. I remember thinking, nothing is happening. What is going on? But I heard God whisper, I'm moving mountains for you, but mountains are slow to move. And I recalled the lyrics to that song, Do It Again by Elevation Worship. And I remembered learning in middle school or high school that mountains do move, but they do move slowly. And that's all I needed. That God was working in our favor. He was working in the weight. And I was okay with that our case, in the world's eyes, did not look strong. I'm living in a shelter. I have no job. I have pro bono legal help. No police reports. No hospital records. No doctor records. And now it's been revealed that I practiced without a license. I broke the law. He had The house, the cars, the well-paying jobs, no records against him, and the only thing that was against him was that CPS report and the proof in the text messages and photos of our life at home. He had the best paternal lawyer in the county. It did not look good for us to be granted the protective order from the district judge. But God... The hearings went on and we got the protective order. We got the court-appointed supervised visits with a court-appointed supervisor. We got the family case study with a particular investigator that our judge ordered to do the investigation. And that was for a reason. I'll share about that later. And ended up with full custody. Praise God. Each and everything that happened happened for a reason. The delays, the waits were because God needed certain individuals to be ready when it came time to do our case. He used the judges and the lawyers to do his will. He opened their eyes, their ears, and their heart. He made what looked like impossible possible. So many answered prayers, so many miracles, so many unexplainable favor that fell upon our case. Our case had one of those outcomes that no one in the world expected. But God proved to me and the world, that he was real, that he loved us, and that he will protect us no matter what. That was his supernatural power that reigned, and I have nothing to fear. I pray that you don't lose hope, that you lean into him, you listen to him, and you know him and his heart for you know that he is working things out for your good in his glory. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that if God places anyone in your heart that needs to hear this message, please share with him. He woke me up at four o'clock in the morning to record this message that I hadn't even planned to do. And so I know this is for someone out there. And I just thank God for allowing me this privilege to share something that I haven't thought about in so long and to know that if he did it for me he will do it for you too and so thank you for listening thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time thanks bye thank you for joining us for today's episode We pray that it blesses you and helps you see Jesus. If you know anyone who needs to hear this message, please take a moment and share it with them. And if you'd like to hear more of our journey, please hit the save or follow button. Again, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dash In Between podcast, where God's stories are shared to help you turn your focus back on Jesus, who is right there with you and for you.